And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I'm David K. Montoya. And I'm Aaron Illich. You want to say your name? You want to say Zoe Montoya? Say Zoe Montoya. No? And we're joined with Zoe Montoya because she is missing her dad, so. She loves daddy. So we're going to sit here. Well, first I want to say welcome back to Mr. Aaron. He's been away. We haven't discussed it. In fact, probably nobody knows. Everybody's like, what happened to you guys? They're like, what the fuck's going on? Where's our seeing red, damn it? Um, Aaron was out with pneumonia for, what, three weeks? Yeah. So this is one of many catch-up episodes. We're going to do our best to get caught up. Um, plus, I'm scheduling uh, some other, like, outside of you and Rebecca trying to do some like maybe some interviews and stuff with some other people yeah and hopefully we'll get all caught up for episode 100 oh yeah but one of the big things that i've been sitting here and waiting for for you to come back and i was waiting for rebecca but i'm just we're just gonna you and i we're just gonna do it okay is opening night we went down and we saw tusk um and sadly you know now we're into three weeks in yeah, uh, I've seen Tusk. Tusk has not done that well. They've only made like in the last three weeks. I think they've made like one and a half million dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, they they're just now expending out worldwide. You know, but mm-hmm. as far as here in the states, people haven't you know really gone to see Tusk, yeah. which surprises me because there's like he has like two point six million followers on Twitter. You know, you you'd think. You know, at least a million people have go, would go and see the movie. Yeah, and at at that, a million people times nine bucks a pop, that would be nine million dollars. Yeah, not even not even a million people has gone to see his his movie. Yeah. Now, what what did you think? Let's just start there. I liked it a lot. I think that the storyline progression was good. I felt like they didn't jump into it too fast, which is a good thing. Because they, they played on, you know, the, the old man, spoilers. They played on the old man, you know, really well. Yes. And the fact that, you know, he kept giving like innuendos like, Oh no, no, Mr. Tusk. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yes. And he, he just progressively, progressively just made Justin Long his bitch. <laughs> well, I should jump in here and say real fast is, um, if you're one of many people that have not seen uh, Tusk and you want to see it, then I suggest you just go ahead and, and turn this off and come back after you see it because this is going to be full of spoilers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. So I, I another thing I really liked is the fact that they uh, they made Justin Long pretty much a real walrus. They did. Yeah. It was it was very 
organic in the way that they made him the walrus. I thought that, you know, the whole everything about it was just it it was eerie because the pieces of the body parts that were, you know, the skin for the walrus suit that he was in and then like his limbs and stuff were, you know, how do I say this? I was going to say fishified, but that's not the, right, the word. Yeah. It's more of a walrus because, you know, the fins and, and the tusks. I, I just, the it, only thing that I didn't like though is the fact that they never made him to be, you know, someone, you know, medically inclined. I didn't really to like do that. Yeah. Like they, he just, you know, Oh, I've seen pictures and, you know, I've studied the walrus anatomy and thus he performs this miracle surgery to make man into walrus. Yeah, they, that's true. They didn't really go in and explain, um, you know, how he was able to do this. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see, you know, with trial and error, the fact that, you know, he was able to do that. But like I said, they didn't make him very medically inclined to perform these surgeries. Right. Well, they did, you know, they they did, uh, again, spoilers, <clears throat> after Justin gets turned into um, the, the Mr. Tusk or the walrus, um, he's in his enclave and he's being forced to learn how to swim and he goes down underneath the water and, and you see... Like two or three other of the carcasses that have, you know, been, uh, done at the hand of the old man. Um, Howard Howe is yeah. his name, Howard Howe. Yeah. And, and though that should have been explained a little bit more, I think. Yeah. Like it, but the overall factor, like I said, the storyline was played out very well. You know, they had. <laughs> A guest actor in there that did very well. Um, not mentioning any names, but if you see the movie, you'll... well, no, we're just gonna we're just gonna go all the way. This okay. Um, and you're talking about Johnny Depp, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Gila Point. Ah, <laughs> uh, he he. But but he had he. What did he have? He had a um. Like a French Canadian accent. It was, it was, he was hysterical. Oh, yeah. And it, another thing, too, in, um, I really enjoyed the, uh, the scene where Harley Morenstein, he, uh, played the border airline. The border agent. Uh huh. Yeah. It, it was, uh, that was funny. And it, the fact that he played the whole Canadian character, and normally he's not like that when he does, you know, his little spoofs of like, you know, Epic Meal Time, stuff like that. Um, Epic Meal Empire. He doesn't really act like that whatsoever. And then you see him in, you know, the Do Canadian, acting, yeah. and, but yeah, it's, oh my God, that was hysterical. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> the whole, um, I don't know. Usually when you put up the podcast, we talk about images, you put up the images. Right. And, um, for anybody that's going to see this, uh, it is in fact, Justin Long in uh, a human walrus 
suit. Right. Made out of human flesh. Not real human flesh, obviously. Um, and he is a walrus. He is. Oh, look what I found too. And I, I, I'm not going to show this with the audience. Um, let's see. Let me find what I found here. Just for. Oh my gosh. How did you stumble upon this? A friend of a friend. <laughs> that is awesome. I have a, I have a mighty network online. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus. Yeah, I found the, I found the Tusk script. From episode 259 of the Smodcast. So, yeah. <clears throat> but this was version, this is second draft. So it's not completely the same as what we saw in the no. movie. Um, but it was it was an interesting read. I like I said I I really enjoyed the movie. Um, the whole fact of the uh, the music that they made just for the end it was hysterical. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you know what added it all together was like in the credits. You know they they're talking. They're playing through, you know, bits and pieces of of the the, the podcast, <laughs> yeah, the smartcast two fifty nine. And then, you know, they they go through and they're talking about the 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 different scenes and stuff like that, which I'm sure, you know, when we make the movie, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll have like you know the different scenes. And stuff oh, like our that. movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't really actually think about it. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, and it's just you know the raw audio, nothing. You, you just credits just yeah just credits <clears throat> raw audio and you know you're going back you're listening to it and then they're talking about the different scenes that you see and you're like oh yeah you know and uh the the part that made me just like go out and was just like oh my god that's awesome is when uh you know uh howard howe he challenges Justin Long. Oh, at the end? As the walrus. <laughs> and they have the whole fucking walrus fighting and Howard Howe is in his own little walrus suit. Right. And they're fighting for dominance. He's like, uh, feel the full walrus. Feel it. <laughs> you can do it, Mr. Tusk. Oh my God. That was amazing. That was very fun. Um, one of the things I think that, yeah. Oh, okay. I think you No, don't leave. Okay. That was Lace. <laughs> she was just listening to because Lace didn't get an opportunity to go with us. Yeah. And hopefully one of these days that I'll I, I would like to take her to go see it because I, I think it would be an experience to <laughs> It's definitely an experience. To see on the big screen. <laughs> yeah. But um at first you're like, okay, um Justin Long, they kinda made him a douchebag. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, you know, at first I was like, eh, because, you know, as us, as podcasters, I was like, okay, I, I can kind of connect at that level, you know, yeah. the podcasting level, that you're always looking for weird, especially us seeing red. Yeah. You know, we're looking for. Yeah, I, I felt like, you know, that, that that's one of the parts that made me, you know, sink more into the stories, you know, the the comparison between, you know, finding stories to share as podcasters. Right. So I... I I thought that that was really good. 
Um, yeah, like the fact that you said that, you know, they did make Justin Long a douchebag. And normally when you see movies with Justin Long, he's kind of like the finicky, shy kid. The nerd. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't, you know, really socialize that much, but more of on a comedic level. Right. And, uh, this is like, you know, oh yeah, Justin Long, you know, he's so full of himself. You know, you find out all these different things that's been happening with him. You know, the relationship that he had with his girlfriend and the relationship he has with his friend, you know, and he doesn't. And then the relationship between the friend and the girlfriend. Yeah. And nothing, you know, he doesn't understand all of that until, you know, he's going back and he's, he's thinking about things and, um, and then they, you know, he's trying to come out, you know, he's captured, uh, saying, Oh my God, this crazy guy, he chopped off my legs and, and I need help. I'm blah, 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 blah. And they're, they're, you know, they come to Canada and they're thinking, you know, okay, what's, what's going on with this guy? You know, what's, what's, and then they stumble upon this guy and they're Healing like, point, you mean. yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're, they meet him at this kind of like, uh, American esque, uh, Canadian fast food joint. <laughs> and they're the gumly guy, the gumly glider. And <laughs> Gimli Glider. Gimli. I think it was Gimli, yeah. yeah. And uh they were sitting there, you know, they're trying to talk to him and he's just not giving straight answers. And he's like <laughs> he's like You and Gale Butonk. What? You will know this you and Gale Butonk. They're like, What the fuck are you talking about? Like what <laughs> Oh my god! It no, was, you do that it, really well. It was it was a ride. Let me tell you, just the whole like everything. One of my favorites when when the the certainty that Howard Howe is just a fucking psychopath. Yeah. When they're sitting there at dinner, and Justin Long, uh, with which his name was Wallace. I don't know. Yeah, Wallace, Wallace something. It started with a B. Yeah. Um. He's like, so what kind of spider was it? You know, when they're sitting there at the yeah. dinner table. <coughs> he's like, oh, just a small little spider. He's like, can you describe it? And he's like, well, you know, it's it's just an arachnid. And he's like, well, you know, it, it could be... One could even say it was itsy-bitsy. And then he <laughs> starts the itsy-bitsy spider. I'm like, oh, uh. fuck, this guy is just like... He took it to a whole different level just yeah. with that. The facial expression, the delivery of the lines, his eyes, <laughs> you know, his eyes got all crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, this is where it's going to go. This yeah. is this is what's going to happen. And for me, because I, I listen to Smodcast, I'm a fan of the whole, I've listened to all like 309, 310 episodes of, of Smodcast. Yeah. And... That's one thing that anybody should do if you've if you're not a Smodcast listener, is you should go back and listen to Smodcast. Now I know this is going to take a while. It actually took me a year to listen to all the episodes, but you will enjoy the movie more because it is loaded with Easter eggs from Smodcast <laughs> from their Smodcast um, episodes. Yeah. Like the, the Gemli Glider yeah. is something that they talked about 
on, on Smodcast. It was actually an incident that happened in Canada. Guy Lapointe is actually a real person. <laughs> and they talked about him on, uh, of course he wasn't like French Canadian, yeah. but they were, they were being silly and, uh, I think it was Scott Mosier. He, he kind of laid it out there with that French Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the, the character Guy Lapointe came from. And, uh, just some other, you know, smodcast Easter eggs that's yeah. loaded with it. And I think to me that made the, the movie even and more entertaining. The hockey and, player. Yes. <laughs> when you were talking, me and Rebecca were sitting there like, okay, you know, what's going on here? You know, and then you come out, you know, after the movie theater and you started pointing out, you know, every different thing that was happening. And you're like, okay, you know, that makes a lot more sense. Um, oh, the, yeah, the hockey, uh, something gum tree. Yeah. Now with this movie, this movie actually came from a post on gumtree.co.uk and it was a guy, he went on there and he was saying, you know, he made this whole story up. Yeah. You know, I've been, uh, you know, uh, an adventurer. I got lost at sea. I'm old. I got this house willed to me. I don't want to die alone in this big house. You can come live with me for free, but for two hours a day, you have to put on this realistic walrus suit. And, and that's where, you know, it came from yeah. was, was gumtree.co.uk. So that was just a little extra uh, Easter egg because they made the hockey player his last name Gumtree. Yeah. It was just, to me, I, I, it was like it. Stanley or something like that. Was it Stanley? Some, something like that. Because it, you know, it's hockey. Right, right, right. The Stanley Cup. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm not 100% positive on that. Let me see. That's kind of the nice thing. Well, I don't know. Um, again, because I, I do have the, wait, wait. No, that's the other great movie that's yet to come out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where did I see it? Where did I see it? Oh, here uh, we go. Yeah. We're just going to check the name for this guy. Um, but, uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, the, the, the girlfriend and the best friend came to rescue him and they're so concerned, you know, you know, what's going on with, uh, with Wallace? What's going on? We have to find him. You know, and they go to di all these different places in Canada and they, you know, they finally stumble upon, you know, what is to be the house of reckoning right and uh they're like well you know this this house doesn't look so harmless you know and uh one of the things that made me kind of laugh is the fact that you know they gave justin long this huge handlebar mustache i was actually going to go to that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they, well, let let me back up here. Okay. Let me let's up here because ever since you've seen the picture of Justin Long with the mustache, when we got the premiere to see the you know the trailer, that yeah. was your big thing. Was like I don't know if I can handle Justin Long with a mustache. Yeah, because normally he doesn't. Just Justin Long with any kind of facial hair is just odd. But we learned that that was actually made for a specific reason for the movie. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and and where uh, you're gonna go. He came. You know, he stumbled upon. Uh, this little quick mart thing. It was like a, it's, it's, it was like a, 
a drug store, alcohol store type thing. It was a convenience store. Convenience store. It was a, it was a convenience store called A through Z. A through Z. Okay, there we go. And, uh, you know, he, he's sitting there, he's talking to these chicks, you know, he's trying to figure out, you know, where this place is at. And, you know, they're not, you know, talking to him at all because they're so sunken into their phones like, you know, uh, normal American teenagers do. And, you know, the, just a form of adolescence. They don't, they don't care about anything, but social media and, you know, electronics and stuff like that. And, you know, he's trying to get their attention, like, hey, hello, you know, and, uh, they're sitting there and they're like, what do you want? And the fact that, you know, he's like, well, you know, maybe if you put your phone down <laughs> for a second and talk like a normal ass human being and they, they sit there and then, you know, they're making fun of his mustache and, uh, he, they find, you know, he finally gets to talk to him like normal people and he, they're like, well, that's only blah, blah, blah over there. It's about two hours from here. Yeah. <laughs> it's about, it's about, it's about two hours from here. They're like, he's, he's like, wait, what? He's just distraught. At because the- he's on the phone with, uh, Howard Howell. Yeah. And he said, well, they said that the, the girls said that it's a, it's a bolt two hours from here. And then the back goes back to the two girls, and they're like, oh, "We hate Canadian bo- or American, American boys. boys." Yeah, that was good, and it just it made me laugh because <laughs> everybody, you know, the, the not the stereotypical Canadian accent. It, it most of the time that you, they say something, it's just a little bit of a misconstrued um, emphasis on words. People think. Is what it is. It's not. It's just you know their dialect. Just like uh, in in, in the, I can kind of vouch for this because a lot of people say Nevada, like they're fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nevada. Yeah. yeah, it's like Nevada. I drove from Nevada. It's like, dude, I'm not fucking tone deaf. You say each vowel, Nevada. Oh, it was Bifrost. Bifrost. That's yeah. what they were looking for. Was he was looking for Bifrost? And. uh Anyway, um, I, it, it the movie, it, it was, like I said, it, it was amazing. I enjoyed it a lot. Rebecca's not here to talk about it with us, obviously. Um, she, when she comes back in, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it some more so she can get her input in it. Right. Um, one of the things that you did miss on uh, talking about the mustache though is, um, they actually turned around. They they turned around from the counter and they came back and they were holding the combs, yeah, you know, as mustaches. Yeah, that was a, a classic scene. In fact, I'm looking at draft now. Mind you, this is second draft, so I'm thinking the third draft is when he went in and put all the little extra funny things in. Yeah, probably just because, to give it more of a a kick. Because I'm looking at the second draft and it's it's here. It says you know how far is Bifrost from here, and then the clerk. Originally, it was just one clerk. It wasn't two clerks. And it says Bifrost near whatever that, Morweva? Morwina. Morwina. Two hours. (laughs) There was no, there was, there's no joke here. They were being serious. And then it says, uh, the guy here says, I'm I'm two hours away. There's nothing, you know, there was no joke about the Aboot. So that must have came in. um, For final draft. Yeah, final draft, third draft, make it funnier. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, uh, what about the name of their podcast? That was good. I, I got a kick out of that. Uh, the Not C co- podcast. Not C party podcast. podcast. Now it's not the uh not Nazi. Yeah, N A Z I. It's not N I N N I Z O I. It's not C. N O T space cannot see right s e e party and i was laughing because and i think i actually got a a laugh out loud at the theater is because they're driving around looking for them and and uh the girlfriend genesis rodriguez she's like well tell him what the name of the website address is and he's like it's nazi-party.com and he's like hello hello yeah and that that actually cracked me up because yeah 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 (laughs) Because, you know, anybody that would hear that would instantly think of... Nazi, like, you know, Zapata is a Nazi party. Yes. So, yes, it was. Yeah. It's a play on words. Um, that, that got to uh, crack me up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hello? Hello? Damn it. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger batter better sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50 percent off on selected items get the all-new terry d shearer's bloody hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our ebooks for only 4.95 or go into the past and relive the 90s with mythworks comics classics for 3.99 the new myth mart bigger batter better Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? 
then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra $10, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. Let's see. Looking at this costume, um, one thing I didn't, to be honest with you, until I, I read later on in the script here, was um, the comparison to Frankenstein. That was what, uh, let's see. Let me see if I can find it here. But, yeah, that was um, kind of an inspiration for him. And I didn't really pick up on that until I read the, the script. Uh, uh, the, well, the second draft of the script. Yeah. Did when you seen it? Did you think Frankenstein? I kind of thought it a little bit, but I wasn't. It wasn't like a, a huge factor. Um, to me, like I didn't think it was a huge factor for him to put that as an inspiration from Frankenstein as the walrus suit. I was thinking more along the lines of Human Centipede. Explain. Um, you know how Human Centipede. You know, I don't know if anybody else has watched it. Have you seen it? So. You know, since you've seen it, I think of Human Centipede as, okay, you're piecing other people's body parts to become your own. Um, you're sewing on, and it's not just his body, obviously, because you see it's huge. This walrus suit is humongous. So it just can't be his one body, you know, in, um, in, to be a walrus in order to adapt, you know, he has to have, he has to have gills and stuff like that. And with Human Centipede, you know, he adds things on. You know, to be, you know, one gastrointestinal right. track to be one humanoid being. Right. So that's what I'm thinking, you know, he, that's what I thought he kind of got his inspiration from. Well, he did. He actually mentioned, um, human centipede. He said that this is, this would be like a, a cuddlier version of the human centipede. <laughs> yeah. But here I have it up on the screen and it talks about, number one, I thought it was funny because, it's the character, he goes from being Wallace to <coughs> Wallaceress. Wallaceress. Yeah, right here. See? Wallaceress. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and it, it says, reveal Wallaceress. That's hard to say. Wallaceress. Um, it's a freakish Frankensteinian affair. So that's, you know, where he, and it says, giant walrus plate sewn onto the, uh, onto the body. Uh, of an altered Wallace, surgically implanted tusk, puffs out of his cheeks, and where the Wallace, within a Wallace-like fashion. Walrus. What did I say, Wallace, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it would be Wallace. <laughs> uh, the front ball of his nose has been removed to give a more snouty appearance. His ears have been trimmed to nubs. Little ear holes. His head is shaved bald. The top of the walrus plate sewn to the scalp. The bottom sewn to his chin. A big fake mustache creepily and comedically completes the effects. 
the walrus Wallace Russ whispers in Whimpers. utter despair. He's like, Oh, he did do. Yeah. He was, and he, he's just sitting there screaming for like two days straight. And the funny thing is, is that I don't know. I mean, when I seen that, I didn't really like, Oh my, number one, I was like, Oh my God, he really went there as a filmmaker. He yeah. sincerely went there. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, oh my god, this is great. As soon as I seen the Wallace Russ, yes, I, I was like, oh my god, this is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it took a great creative approach to it. And, um, I'm, again, I'm looking at the picture here. It, it's just like, they, they really, now, now that I've read the script and I, I see the Frankenstein, the Frankenstein feel to it, you, you yeah. see, especially on the face and, yeah. and all the stitch marks. Now, that was my only hang-up about it is because it was one years late, one year later, and they they go and they find him at a new another enclave. Yeah, and he still has the stitching. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, wouldn't wouldn't the, that all heal? Yeah, wouldn't yeah. that heal? That was that was one of my only hangups. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Um, as a horror fan, I enjoyed it. As a Smodcast fan, I enjoyed it. As a fan of Kevin Smith, I enjoyed it. I was like, wow, you know, yeah, because he. He he put out Red State, but Red State was just a whole different affair altogether. Yeah, you know, it was uh, kind of him on a religious view of things. It was it was telling a whole different story. This this was just him making a horror film. Yeah, and though I think that maybe Yoga Hoser, I don't know about Yoga Hosers because that's that's actually from what I understand, Yoga Hosers is going to come out next year. And it takes place like a year after Tusk. Yeah. There's three. You know there's three movies, right? No. They're called the Great White North Trilogy. It starts with Tusk, then Yoga Hosers, which is actually a podcast. <laughs> and then it ends with, um, what is it called? It, I, I, when I heard it, I started laughing. It was crazy. This isn't actually, the last one isn't a podcast. But it was called, oh, Wal, or no, not Walrus. Moose Jaws, because for Kevin Smith, <laughs> his favorite movie of all times, he a scary movie, is Jaws. Jaws. Uh, and he's seen it was like three or four years old when it came out, and it's always been stuck in his head. So essentially, it's Jaws, but with a moose. <laughs> so I think he's taking it towards more of a comical end at the end. Yeah. But it, somehow it all fits together in that world. Yeah. I think that'll be good. Um, Let's see. What else? The... A lot of the movie was shot in the house. And, um. Well, it's a smart move because it saves money on production. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that's very true. In fact, I'm, I'm trying to, to mimic that myself as yeah. far as writing the script because I'm trying to keep it all within the house. Um, I'm really trying not to compare my movie to his movie. Yeah. I can see that. He's like, well, you're just, well, he won't be like that, but I'm sure people will be like, well, you're just trying to copy him. Uh, <coughs> my movie is way different. Well, oh my you know, God. I shouldn't say my. That's, <coughs> that's completely 
and I apologize to that for you. Yeah. You, it's as much more as your movie, Rebecca's movie, as it is my movie. It's our movie. Yeah. Because we. It's the seeing red movie. Yeah. It is. In fact, um, and I'll get back to, uh, the Tusk here in a minute, kids. I just want to show Aaron something here. Um, let's see. Where's it at here? I have, I have it hooked up to the big screen TV so he can, he can enjoy. Let's see. There you go, right there. Yep. Based on a story from Seeing Red, episode 86 and 87, Canadian Deliverance, by David K. Montoya, Rebecca C. Lofgren, and Efren Illich. Well, actually, I, I gave Rebecca her, her legal... I put Aaron, <laughs> yeah. Aaron's or Rebecca C and Aaron, Aaron Illich. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but what I'm saying is, is that that's as much as your story. Yeah. As it is mine. I'm just putting it down to words. We all crafted that story. <laughs> I like the way you said that crafted. It's created crafts. No. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 well, you think about it. Storytelling is an art form. Definitely. Absolutely. Cause you know, back. Back in the day. No, I'm kidding. Back in the day, you know, when there's like nothing, absolutely nothing. Right. People would sit around and tell stories. Right. Around fucking campfires. Yeah, definitely. And that it's an art form. It's creativity. You put that creativity down. There you go. Becomes the art form. <laughs> okay, jumping back to Tusk. Um, I, I don't, like I said, I, I, I'm trying not to... Because I don't want people to think, number one, it's not that he's being biased towards Kevin Smith because he's a Kevin Smith fan. He's being 100% himself being a movie fan. Right. That's that's what I'm being as I'm approaching it as a movie fan, as a horror fan. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite pieces, too, was when, um, fuck, let me think of their names here. Let me see. It is... Haley Joe Osmond. And I, I thought I was going to have a hard time with that because every time I, I hear his name or even see his face, I In think of, sense. yeah, I think of, I see that people, Teddy, that's his name. Teddy. His name, Teddy. Yeah. He yeah. played Teddy. And then, uh, Genesis, what did Genesis play? Uh, you know, in fact, while I'm looking for her name here, um, I thought that was kind of a gutsy move with Kevin. Um, he actually had it where she was blowing um, Wallace. Yeah. And though there's a lot of sex talk in Kevin Smith movies, there's actually there's never nothing, been a, a scene. Yeah. But no, she's, I mean, and he handled it very tastefully for what it was. Yeah. But yeah, you knew that she was blowing this dude. Yeah, you're like, oh my goodness. What is her name? Do you remember off the top of your head? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay, it's Teddy and Allison. Allison. I just turned right to it. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy and Allison. When Teddy and Allison, which is, um, Teddy's his best friend, Allison's his, his fiance, girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. They're, they're going through the house and, Guy Point is with them, mm -hmm. and they walk past the the surgery table, 
Mm-hmm. And it's Wallace's leg <laughs> yeah. in a bucket of like, ice. Oh my God, what did they do to him? Yes, that was just, it was oh. so, it was funny, but disturbing at the same yeah. time. It was just, I, I <laughs> loved that part. I, the acting, all of the acting was just spot on. Yeah. I felt. Yeah, I felt it was too. Because you, it's like they had the level of emotion that you would, you know, it's your best friend, it's your lover, you know, you have to have a certain level of emotion to be able to, you know, key with what's going on. You have to be a certain kind of actor to have that kind of, you know, a reaction to something, you know, it's like, Wallace! Ah! Alright, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you <coughs> in the spot. There's a scene where he picks up, he gets to his phone because originally he tells everybody, uh, not he, Howard Howe tells everybody that, or not everybody, but tells Wallace that his phone got broke. He yeah. finds the phone. And while I do believe Justin Long delivered that line perfectly, because what he does is he gets his phone and he, he dials it and he's talking to the answering machine of Allison, which is his girlfriend. Uh, he delivers this great, dialogue well just so happens i have that dialogue right here and aaron has he has the ability to to take dialogue and just (laughs) really make it his own so i'm gonna put him on the spot and i want him as wallace to give the listeners a little treat of not only the great dialogue and and what's going on but i think that you'll be able to really bring something to it to our listeners. Just a little treat. Moving my glasses on. Okay. So it doesn't strain my eyes. Do you want me to blow it up a little bit? No, I'm okay. Okay. I just got to have my glasses on. I can focus. Okay. All right. So you've lost your leg. You're in a wheelchair. You're alone. You're in pain. You're in pain. You're kind of dazed and confused. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And action. Help me. Allison, I was abducted. I shit you not. I lost a leg. This guy's talking about making me an animal or something. He's fucking nuts. You gotta save me, baby. I swear I'll never fuck with anybody again. Ever again. Please, 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 please come find me. I'm, I'm two hours outside Winnipeg in the woods in Manitoba. Call the cops. Please save me. I'm so scared, Allison. I'm so scared. I want to see you. I'm never gonna see you again. I don't want to hang up. Oh, God, please be there. Allie, please hear this. Please, God, please, Jesus, please, 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 please hear me. And cut. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was good. That was really good. (laughs) Oh, I told you I wanted to be a voice actor. Oh, that was great. You're going to make me go through here and find some more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and that was, that was kind of the setting point. That was him. Everything, everything funny, because at that point, everything was kind of funny. It was still, you know, you got your comic, you got your serious and, you know, everything's leading up to this gigantic climax and, you know, you feel the emotion that's going, that's starting to run through him. He's, he's, he, you know, he, he takes his leg off. He's freaking out. He's like, what happened to me? You know, what's going on? But you feel all this emotion, you know, starting to run through his body. You you feel, you know, him starting to panic. 
you know, he's like, whoa, whoa, what happened to my leg? What happened to my leg? Where's my phone? I got to call somebody. I got to call somebody. He's like, well, your phone, it's, it's broken. I, it, you know, you, you fainted and you broke your phone. It, it's gone. And the doctor said that, you know, you shouldn't talk to anybody, you know. You need to rest. Yeah, you, you just, you need to rest and you need to sleep, you know, you need to calm down. And he's like, well, where's the doctor at? And, you know, he's freaking out. Where's the doctor? I need to talk to the doctor. Where's the doctor? Doctor, 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 doctor. He's going crazy about the doctor. He's like, well, he lives two miles down the road. You're very casually. Yeah, he's the... just two miles down the road. And he just, he makes it seem like, you know, the doctor isn't an issue. He shouldn't talk to anybody. You know, he's, he's very subtle with it. And then, uh, you know, he, he gets him to, you know, calm down a little bit. And then he leaves the room. And then that's when he starts freaking out. And he falls, what was he go? He falls back unconscious. Yeah. And, uh, he wakes up, you know, he's, at the dinner table, right? Or no, does he wake up at the dinner table? I don't, I don't think it's at the dinner table. I can't remember exactly. I know one of the scenes he wakes up at the dinner table. He doesn't bring him there. He's already, he's like, nice of you to join us, Mr. Wallace. Or here goes Mr. Tusk. No, it was Mr. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever his last name was. It starts with a B. Oh, Brighton. There it is, right there. Brighton. Right where I stopped. Mr. Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. So. <clears throat> and yeah, Mr. Brighton. Yeah, and that's where he's first coming in. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, let's see. There was just, there was so much going on. Oh, and, and one of the funny things is, is, if you haven't seen the movie yet, kids, is stay after the credits. There yeah, is you... an end credit scene. <laughs> and uh, people were waiting, you know, they waited for a little bit, for like 30 seconds, and then they started taking off. And then you and Rebecca were going to go, but then I told you, to, yeah, hold yeah, on, hold on. I knew something was coming up. <laughs> and uh, it's it's not really um, <clears throat> like a Marvel-type you know, oh, this is what's to come kind of thing. Yeah. It was just kind of a little funny skit. Yeah. At the end. Uh, that was good. Gillette point. Gillette point. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> the whole fact that they made his character like a, uh, a vengeance type character. He's like, well, I should have taken him out when I had the chance. I knew he was a funny character. <laughs> like, I just, I, I didn't think anything of it because he was just he was so stupid. <laughs> and then they went back and they did this little thing where he was all shaved up and he acts mentally handicapped. Um, <laughs> Howard Howe did. Yeah. And he didn't really, um, the Point didn't think anything of it. He just thought it was just, he was this handicapped guy. Yeah. But it was all just an act to throw, yeah. throw him off his trail. And then as soon as uh Gila Point left, he he went into the room and started getting his walrus on. <laughs> he's like, Okay, now to get back to business. Yeah. <laughs> uh I, I I would like to see it again. In fact, you know, to be completely honest with you, I I've checked with 
different people that I know to see if I could get an Oscars copy. Yeah. There's not one available. Uh, I've looked everywhere. So I've got to give it to the fans because nobody has made a copy yet. Yeah. Even like Pirates Bay. Yeah. It, I think uh, <clears throat> when it comes out, we got to get it for sure. Oh, I'm definitely going to get it. I own, <laughs> I own all his, his movies. Yeah. <clears throat> In so, fact, this is the only picture that I can find online of... of Wallace the Walrus. Yes. Wallace was... Yes. <laughs> that was the only one that I could find. I don't like... Okay, and then... I don't mean to, like, beat a dead horse, but you know the whole suit. And I don't I don't think we've actually talked about this, but... Anatomically speaking, how he was, you know, moving around and doing all this other stuff. Uh-huh. Okay, you seen... Okay, everything was stitched together. Everything was sewn together, stapled. Right. And he was moving... Like, it was completely organic when you know for a fact that all that skin had to be dead. Right. And it was probably, like, leather. How is he moving so organic in all that leather? You know what I'm saying? And he... Because you can see, like, all these wrinkles and stuff start forming in the suit. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me nitpicking stuff. But I thought it was, you know, he... The suit itself looked organic, but when it came down to, you know, what was going on, yeah, it it wasn't, it was, it was more anatomical than it was organic. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, yeah. So, I, I, I kind of was nitpicking that, I was, while we were watching it, but I was like, you know what, it's a great idea. Right. So, I just looked past it. No, I agree with you. In in fact, there's, uh, one point where, Justin Long, he's he's gone full walrus. Oh, I like that full walrus. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna name this episode full, full walrus. walrus. Gone yeah. full walrus. Um, he's moving. He's, yeah, he's trying to move. And in fact, his head just like sinks back into his body, body. and then comes back forward. Yeah, uh, that kind of bothered me too. Because, yeah, you know, that's but, one of those, one of the things I was talking about. Is it's kind of it's it's more anatomical than it is practical. Right. I mean, in I like just I, nitpicking. That's just me. I'm, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm that's what we're doing. We're reviewing oh, yeah. the movie. Um, you know, we've got to bring you know the flaws up to as far as like um, you know as much as we love it. We can't yeah. just say it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, I and it did. It had its it had its flaws. Um, like every movie, every movie has its flaws. The War Hulk, all the jazz. You know, I think the biggest flaw was is is that even though. Um, oh, what was his name? Oh my God, I can't think of his name. Teddy. No, the guy who played Howard, um, Howard Howell. Oh, oh, uh, uh, I can't believe Michael Parks. Yeah, I I enjoyed Michael Parks. I I enjoy his his acting, but there was some scenes where I felt that the dialogue was just too long. Yeah, it like they could have. Cut it in half and it still would have been just as powerful. Yeah, or put a put a um, a lead away in, put something you know, put the the Teddy and Allison doing something, yeah. and then come back to him doing the monologue. The, yeah, and it would have fit further because for us, for for actually, how do I say this? As an audience, we can be fed so much information. Yeah. And once you get to a certain extent of 
information, then the brain stops processing. That's yeah. just natural. Yeah. And I think you're taking in all this because there's so much storytelling in Tusk that at times, like I said, when he's he's going through and he's doing his monologue, he gets to that point where your brain just shuts off. Yeah, and you're like, and, and like a zombie. Yeah, and then it becomes just him yapping. Yeah, that that's that was probably one of my biggest things. Is I think that he had a little, a little bit, bit too much. much. Um, and even if you would cut it by a quarter, that would have cut the movie time down, and you'd still have like what eighty, ninety minutes of the movie. And that yeah. would have been fine. But. Uh, but other than that, and then, yeah, you know, like some of the walrus movements. Um, <coughs> and then, like we talked about with the stitching, I thought the stitching would heal in a year's time. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, there's really not much that I can think of that just made me go, ugh, or, oh, you know, that really. Yeah. Um, it was, like I said, it was a pretty solid movie, comedically and was serious, you know. I felt that, uh, and again, we're just reviewing the movie. Um, I felt that in the beginning when the, what do they call him? The guy that cut his leg off. The something ninja or samurai. <clears throat> when they cut his leg off, I, I felt that they could have maybe put a little extra more cash into that special effect. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like it was. And it was just, a little too corny. Was it? Uh, I, yeah. yeah, I got that a little bit. Um, in the fact that you know he, I I don't know. I I didn't really like the fact that when he went to go to the funeral, it wasn't really like a funeral. It was just like oh, Awake. them mourning. The loss, it was just about it. Yeah, it was a wake. Yeah. It wasn't a funeral. No. Um, other than that, that's, that's all. I'm, I'm honestly legitimately trying to think into what, what just didn't really work for me. Mm. But I think honestly, for me, you know, as just in my perspective, I think that that's what, Obviously, for me, I think the good is better than what the bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, I, I like I said, I pretty solid movie as far as you know, just nitpicking. Like I said, um, every movie has flaws. Not everybody can make an absolute perfect movie because if you're looking for absolute perfection, then you're not in the right industry. Right. <laughs> so. You know, you put your twist on things. That's you. You know, that's you as a creative director, as right. a creative writer, as a creative artist. Right. So. Okay. So what, as we're, we're getting, because we're going to close up here pretty soon. Um, what was your favorite moment? Full um, walrus. Full wall going. Full walrus. Going yes. Full that walrus. was awesome. I just, I clapped at that part. I was like, yes! Yes! Oh, it was amazing. Because you gotta admit, that takes balls to do, man. Yeah. If you think about it, four million dollars was made to, to make a dude into a walrus. Not, in, yeah. 
you know, a walrus is something that isn't known to man as a, a ferocious animal. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, oh my God. I just, just thinking about it makes me want to laugh. This thing, this humanoid walrus zombie Franken human centipede yes. thing. Okay. You see this and you, you know, you kind of, you feel for him, you know, he's, he's screaming there, he's in pain, you know, he, everything hurts, you know, he's scared, he's lost, he can't do anything but sit there. Well, and that was the thing is too, is at the end, <clears throat> I was kind of hoping that Gila Point would actually shoot him. Yeah. I wanted him to shoot him. Me too. Because I, I, at the, the end, end, the suffering. Yeah. You, you, you legitimately by the conclusion of this film you feel bad for him because you're like fuck everything's happened well everything has happened and he will never he can never be transferred or transformed back into human no you know and if he if he did get transformed back he would you know never be the same he, he would still never have no legs yeah you know he would be disfigured for life you know and i i for me i thought the best thing would be and all suffering. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But they took they it did. to a whole nother level at the end. Though. Yeah, that's what I that I thought that was pretty good too. Is the fact that they made like their own song, and they had somebody sing this song professionally, and it just everything entwined at the end. Yes, it was a uh, a very good movie. And like I said, if if given an opportunity, I would definitely go see it again on the big screen. If not, I will certainly own this movie. On the small screen. Yeah. Um, it's good to have you back. Uh, you feeling, how are you feeling? On a- I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. I can breathe a lot better. My heart doesn't hurt. My chest doesn't hurt. I'm, ha- I'm having a little bit of difficulty breathing just because I have a sinus infection now. Right. So, like, have you heard me coughing throughout? It's like the mucus dropping in the back of my throat and hitting it just right. And right. It sucks. So, you know, I, I do feel a hell of a lot better, you know. No more hospital trips for me. Cross my fingers. <clears throat> so this is what's gonna this is the game plan, kids, is I'm gonna actually try to get somebody in here, uh a special person to interview this midweek. If not this midweek, next midweek. Um so what we're gonna have is definitely um tonight when you hear this, we've recorded this tonight. It's, yeah. go, it's still going to go up. It might go up late Tuesday night, but we're recording this on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but then next Monday, it will be Aaron and I one more time. And then we'll be back with the trio. Then Wednesday will be one more guest interviewer. Then the following Monday will be all three of us again. That's the game yeah. plan. Um, so, and then, uh, well, well, it's, it's us. We always find something fun to talk about. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right, kids for this week, I am David K. Montoya. Nightmare in Illich. And if you're not into having humans turned into freakishly Frankenstein-esque, slithery, slimy, and had to go full walrus for an hour, then you might be seeing red. Good night. Welcome to see red.
we didn't warn you. 